When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hot D, the officially unofficial podcast for House of the Dragon on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season one, episode seven, Driftmark. Aaron, what do you think of this episode? I thought this was a great episode. I know a lot of people have already gotten added. A lot of people found this episode too dark, not in subject matter, but in the amount of contrast and pixel and, and bright pixels on the oh. screen. Okay. Um, and I, I think it's on that ragged edge. Now, I, I have a pretty good te- television that I've adjusted, and I was watching it in a pitch black room with some proper backlighting for my television, and I didn't have an issue. I thought it was is 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 pretty well done. Uh, maybe not as you know, like I think my my gold standard benchmark for nighttime beach lovemaking scenes is Moonlight, the movie, and it wasn't that it wasn't that good. Uh, but I, I thought most of it, it, it was okay. It was okay. If, you, if you've got the, you know, suboptimal lighting systems uh, or lighting conditions or suboptimal television viewing conditions, uh, maybe that would be a big thing. But subject matter wise, I hope everybody understands now why they kind of yada yada over Lena, you know, claiming Vagar because they'd be in an awkward position of eclipsing the much cooler Amund claiming Vagar. And I thought that, you know, again, this is a little bit of a remix of what happens in the books, but I thought that was awesome. The whole scene, I was like, say the fucking line, kid. Say the fucking line. And when he said, it's, you know, essentially it's my my eyes, a fair trade for a dragon. I'm like, yes! Because I hmm. almost thought they're going to pull a Game of Thrones and just not say this iconic scene, the line. But I I liked it. I, I thought... Uh, the shit with Lenor at the end was an interesting curveball. I loved the, you know, how crazy and stabby the funeral got. Uh, just how the, increasingly it feels like a powder keg. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, I really liked this episode. I thought it was exactly... I, I thought this is an episode that maybe darkness aside would make a lot of people forget about the time jump and like, oh, I wanted to see this and oh, I wanted to see that because this this stuff is, is more interesting, you know? I think. What do you think? I don't know if it's more interesting, but it's certainly interesting in its own right. Uh, yeah, I, I don't always turn my lights off uh, in my viewing area when I watch this, but today I did, and I'm glad I did because I felt like it was borderline too dark. Um, yeah. It was all like half this thing was taking place in Twilight. Like, it's really the Twilight scenes that bother me. If you If you get to the night parts, those are totally fine. Um, I was just like, somebody light a damn fire out here on the balcony because it's getting dark. Yeah, why are um, these people all staying, all these all these true-born, high-born people standing in the dark? Yeah, no, I mean, I... Yeah, light a fire, yeah. come on. Yeah. Uh, it, but I don't know, I was watching those scenes also thinking, hmm, this seems like it has taken down the action a notch from previous episodes. And the, for like the first 10 or 15 minutes, I'm like, it's going to be a pretty slow episode. I better buckle up. 
And it turns out I should have buckled up for, for an entirely different reason, because like Vagar, this episode was about to fucking blast off. Uh, yeah. I, I couldn't believe how much ground we cover in the last like 10, 10 minutes. Ten, yeah, it, it's incredibly fast. The The whole marriage thing happens so fast, uh, but it doesn't feel rushed either. It just felt like, OK, we've got a matter of fact thing that we need to get through here. And they did it in a very artful way. Uh, and I was all on board for that. And that whole scene with, you know, the eye for the dragon stuff, incredible. And it made all the slower stuff at the beginning of this episode pay off big time mm-hmm. because I got to see mm-hmm. everybody's emotions and the the hair trigger that everybody was on. And as soon as an insult hurls, boom, everybody. And, and I knew it, too. I was like, oh, my God, is Aemond really going to get on Vagar when I know that whichever daughter I don't know their names because the show never told me their names right. uh, mm-hmm. of Lena wanted that dragon and kind of I expected her to be the first to to really get a crack at that dragon so when he jumps on it I'm like this is not good this is not good and if there is an upcoming like civil war in the king's house it they just want another dragon and then I was like Rhaenyra the queen of the chessboard by the way the queen the of the biggest. chessboard like Vagar, like yeah. they really made an impression about how just fucking big and powerful this dragon is and Otto did not miss the like yeah you know rogue prince uh, he just won us a big old piece on the chess the, the chessboard yeah that was the one thing that was disappointing to me is that I'm starting to reason like Otto does uh, I don't like that I don't like it <laughs> he's not leal but he's not dumb neither sure you know? sure it just makes me feel icky there's a lot of stuff that makes mm. me feel icky like y- you know she may not be a child anymore but let's not forget Rhaenyra is still Damon's niece uh, ah they're Targaryens they're exceptional they're exceptional people yeah. those Targaryens yeah I guess so uh, but that was still grossing me out and they're playing like they're doing their best with the romantic strings trying to make me like feel like <laughs> this is a big moment for these lovers and I'm like mm, I don't know I don't know yeah yeah, and I was like, they also did that because, uh, you know, I I thought the conversation between Rain, uh, Rhaenyra and Lenor was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, man, they're really going to have them murder him right. in cold blood after she gave him all that respect and all that love. And and they murdered some other poor fool uh, and, and did the old body swap. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. is interesting. I wonder what uh, will will you know if anything will blow back from from that little episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. This it, it, they're really selling the idea that if Viserys dies, this thing is going to fly the fuck apart. Uh, mm-hmm. This thing is just going to bust bust wide open because it, it's even in the Kingsguard. There's like divisions. Yeah. Did you see notice that where it's like with Kristen and then. Harrelson or whatever his name is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Harold Westerling, I believe is his name. The the Lord Commander. He's he's kinda like not he needs to get control over this. Um I get that this guy's her sworn protector, but that's kind of ridiculous. Uh they were at a a hand's breadth away from something uh um really going bad here. I I I saw something other thing I saw people floating around. Did you have a problem with the fact that all these kids were able to kind of sneak around and do whatever they want? You know? Not not really, but I don't. I don't know the situation with like kings guards and servants when it comes to the children. 
Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the show asked and answered it. Like, uh, it was an open question about where the Kingsguard was. But there's only seven of them. There's a lot of these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were supposed to be in bed. Um, but yeah, on my- the other hand, like, yeah, that's the whole point of having a Kingsguard, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, they're supposed to, to protect this. Um, Royal babysitters. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's my bigger think- question with the Kingsguard was where was Rhaenyra's? Does she not have one? Because Rhaenyra should have been right there when Allison came with that knife and and stopped I thought that, that was shit. crazy. Yeah, yeah that, was a, is- that was a little crazy. I don't, I don't, I don't know think who she has a sworn. Yeah, who is her Kingsguard? I don't think she, ha- don't think she has a sworn protector. It doesn't seem like it. She's Didn't but, need uh, one with Harwin around or what? <laughs> well, it's uh, kind of up to the king about who is extended the Kingsguard protection and who isn't. And he know? wouldn't want his heir extended the protection? That would, that's I crazy. I, I just don't know that he expected them to get murked on Driftmark, you know? You know, like, do you need... Sure. Uh, and like, like the Kingsguard said, it's like, you know, I've we've never had to protect uh, the royal family from each other before. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, just just like there's all this like, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that the uh, the priest was officiating over the funeral. Man, I, I, I also I love the different religious customs. I love the kind of slightly neo-pagan drift mark funeral. And that priest giving side eye and being like, our blood runs thick and true. Unlike other houses I could name <laughs> that cast their seed willy nilly. And, uh, you know, I, I thought that was cool. Um, and did Damon, oh, Damon giggling at this, like, you know, not seeing it as a threat or anything. Yeah. Um, oh, I, I bet the Kingsguard thing is because she's out at Dragonstone, right? Like she, I she think came they're back all from at Driftmark. This is all at uh-huh. Driftmark. This episode, yeah. But yeah. she came back from Dragonstone. I did. The, did the Kingsguard ever leave King's Landing? Do they go? They can. Yeah. Like there's three. I mean, you, you uh, you'll recall that Rhaegar uh, deta- uh, devoted three Kingsguard to protecting uh, Lyanna Stark when she was with child in the Tower of Joy. Uh, oh, incident. Right. So, like I said, there, right. there's like, yeah, you can definitely send them around, and and uh, they they go this way and that with the royal family. And again, it's a, a lot of it's up to the king. But even when uh, they move, like permanently, well, again, it's up to the king. Like she could go out gotcha. there all by herself. I didn't think when when she moved her household out over there last episode, I didn't see any Kingsguard in attendance. But like, yeah. I guess they no sooner got there than they got recalled to Driftmark to do the funeral and right. Um, I thought it was really cool seeing all the dragons flying all around Driftmark, kind of, you know, just kind of wheeling in the sky. Mm-hmm. That I don't think we've ever seen that many dragons on screen at once. Uh, I thought Helena uh, Targaryen spouting a whole bunch of really interesting cryptic shit. You'll recall that she, in some of the battling she was doing about that insect, she mentioned that, you know, the last one didn't have any legs, and we talked about how that might be an allusion to Bran... Mm-hmm. Um, but she mentioned, you know, when, when, uh, Allison was talking to Eamon about not having a dragon, she mentioned that he'll have to shut one eye. Uh, hmm. was that a prophecy, Jim? Could be. I don't know. She's got a clear fascination with bugs and insects. Yeah. And I'd, I thought, I thought the, all the kids and like how the different stages of committed and conflicted they are. Um, like I think it was Luke that, uh, uh, Lucerus that um, Corliss said, you know, try to pu- puff up and be like, you yeah, know, all this is going to be yours one day, lad. You're going to be Lord of Driftmark. He's like, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want it because if I'm Lord of Driftmark, it means everyone else is dead. 
Like, this kid's like, you know, Jesus, there's a lot of death going on in this family. I thought that was really cool. The way of the world, kid. Everybody dies. (laughs) Children are supposed to outlive their parents. Come on. What do you think about Viserys calling Allison Ama? Is he... Is he slipping a little bit, or is he just... I didn't notice. Yeah, when he was going off to bed, he said, I'm going to bed, Emma, and, uh, you know, the Herald was there to be like, would you like to me to see to the Queen, Queen Allicent, your, my liege? And I was wondering, is he, because, like, I, I don't know. I feel like last episode, it seemed like he, Emma was on his mind and all the things oh, yeah. that he's given up, like, you know, the gods being particularly cruel to him. I don't, because I, it, it didn't seem like he was foggy any other part of the episode. Yeah, there's the the one child where uh, Allison tries to go to him and, you know, start pouring the honey into his ear again um, mm-hmm. to try and win back his favor. And he's just like, ah, don't, I don't want to talk about it. I feel, I feel like yeah. that was uh, him slipping a little bit, but hmm. I don't know. I also like the, um, like Rhaenyra, it's now her turn to underestimate Alicent. Like she's like, I don't think Alicent's capable of murder. And she's kind of right and wrong. Kinda. Like she didn't mm-hmm. literally... And she was shocked, but also she's not going to disavow this guy and she's going to be, yeah. I, I thought that was, that. that's such a great line, her, you know, kind of like chiding him, but it's like, you know, your, your loyalty has not been, uh, or your, 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 your service hasn't been unnoticed or something. I can't remember the exact quote. Um, and Laris there just like with his chest puffed out, he's got, you know, the, the auto's back to be in the hand. Boy. Hmm. I, yeah. I loved everything about Damon, uh, I'm sorry, Eamon claiming Vagar. I thought that was a great, mm-hmm. great scene. It's a little little Harry Potter-ish, but you know what? I like Harry Potter. Uh, this Harry Potter-ish? Kid, you know, yeah, there's, I don't like I feel like four out of the seven, eight movies has him swinging his leg over some fucking flying beast and woohooing through the sky, barely in control. Uh, but you know what? Like I said, I, I like it. I like those fantastic beasts, and I thought it was like Vagar kind of like, are you sure about this kid? And then like putting him through it, like ah yeah, you're gonna you're gonna try to ride the biggest and baddest. I'm gonna give you, a, I'm I'm not gonna make it easy on you. And he he claimed that he claimed that dragon. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. There's still lots of hot D to talk about. We'll be back right after the break. In ten days, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Better for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. We're getting geared up for the 6th Annual Summer Badass Fest. And while we're working on a slate of apex badass films to enjoy, we've got an early action-packed announcement to make. Just like last year, we're kicking off Badass Season with a live movie watch and podcast recording. We've rented out a theater for connoisseurs of action films and bald move fans that just want to have a great time. Unlike last year, this year's movie is top secret. Hush, hush. No hints. Except, it's incredibly badass. It stars an absolute icon of the genre. We're willing to bet most of you haven't seen it, and it's going to be an incredible viewing experience with a packed house of bald movers. 
Those of you who came to last year's screening of Total Recall know what a party it was. And those of you who didn't, <laughs> now's your chance to experience it. Meet me and Jim, order some custom movie-themed drinks at the theater's full bar, then watch us record the full podcast for the movie. We reserved a venue over twice the size as last year, but seating is still limited. It's happening Friday, 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 June 21st at 7 p.m. in our hometown of Cincinnati. Get full details and buy tickets at baldmove.com slash live. Cincinnati's actually a pretty great city to visit, and we've got lots of details for side adventures on our event page as well. The Reds are playing the Boston Red Sox in their fantastic Riverside Stadium. The thrills of Kings Island just minutes away, and I'll be leading a kayak trip down the scenic Little Miami River on Saturday. Again, get full details and get your tickets now on our Badass Fest 6 page at baldmove.com slash live live. Now back to Hati. Uh, there's so many great lines. I thought, uh, you know, the 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 the, the, the Rainieris and Damon scene where they're talking about like you know them needing to get hitched up and talking about uh, you know Damon's like perhaps the Valerians have the better of it. the seas the better ally. The fire is a prison, but the seas an escape. And, you know, I want you to be my Lord husband and people won't fuck with us when we're together and let's burn together. I thought there's some really good, really good writing, really good, uh, uh, really good individual scenes and soliloquies and monologues and stuff that, uh, I think they really excelled in the first season or two of game of Thrones too. I, yeah, I, I was really impressed by this episode, the lighting conditions, notwithstanding. Yeah. They're there at the end were several switcheroos. Um, cause I thought at some point Rhaenyra said she doesn't want to rule through fear, but, or, or maybe she just didn't want to do what it took to rule through fear. I, I can't remember exactly how she phrases it. Mm-hmm. And then we see her, you know, plotting to kill Lanor and I'm like, well, okay. You kind of change your tune on that pretty quick. And then the right. very last shot, it's another switcheroo where you're like, oh, I see. Okay. That's Jeez. still, like I said, yeah, you didn't kill your husband, but you killed some rando guy that, you know, uh, but you yeah. didn't. And the whole like, uh, well, the people will whisper and like let them whisper and then they'll just wonder what else we're capable of. And mm-hmm. they'll think about that before they fuck with us. I do wonder. Yeah, I, I thought it was crazy. Um, Allison coming after Rhaenyra. Yeah. Uh, also, the maesters can't. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Maybe doctors can and can can chime in here. But like, there's some ugly stitch work in this. Like, I there's some I mean, Frankenstein well, stitching like happening. Gut. I don't know that uh, you can still keep know. it small, though, man. Like, if this is a prince, <laughs> and then it's a face and, and whale bones to, as needles. I'm not sure. Yeah, this, this felt like some kind of drunken pirate surgeon did. Get, mm-hmm. You know, that, that thinks scars are cool. Yeah, uh, should have given him a swig of rum before stitched him up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, there's another credible scene with um, Rainus and Corliss where she calls him out for like pursuing you know, quote unquote justice for her at the expense of their children. And, uh, and he admits to it finally. 
<laughs> he admits to it. And also, like, don't you care that uh, these people aren't of our blood? And his line about history doesn't remember blood. It remembers names. Calling back to how insistent he was about these kids having the the Valerian name. Um, yeah, we'll see how we'll see how the history books remember him. Allison continues to be so infuriating to me for not realizing how much of this is on her. Like I, it, she's been holding a grudge for a decade, mm-hmm. uh, and, and plotting behind the queen, the, the princess's back for a decade, and then she's like. I've only done what's expected of me. Really? Seems like you're the instigator of this entire thing. I mean, we'll have something to agree to disagree because I think because she's scared because she's scared. She's she's actively plotting against the princess because she's scared because she thinks that she knows when I I think she's right. She knows what will happen when all this stuff comes to a head. So it's like she wouldn't I don't think she would call it plotting. She would call it counterplotting oh of against course what the of course that's what she you know, would call it it's in sh- insurance policy but i think she's right like i think you think this is a joke that like oh if she's just nicer to rhaenyra that like everything's going to be hunky-dory when viserys dies and i think that the fucking show is trying desperately to tell everyone no like Otto is probably right now if viserys were a better king and he had gotten ahead of this a lot sooner maybe things would have been different and he would have just really mm-hmm. been ruthless about putting people down and, and started like cutting people's tongues out earlier and putting people to lords to the sword earlier when they started talking shit maybe but uh, I also also I mean the other thing is like I like the I appreciate that what we got from the Lane or Rhaenyra talk was that they did try apparently there might be something wrong with Lanor's plumbing but they they did try repeatedly mm-hmm. for, for in the initial part of their uh, marriage to, to make something happen there. And it, it wasn't that Rhaenyra was like, oh, he, 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 I don't give, give a fuck. It's like they just couldn't make it happen. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, they, 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 the other things started happening. But uh, I don't think it's a joke. I just think she's been offered paths out of this uh, and she's refused to take them. What's her path out? I don't understand. That marriage offer uh, works eventually. Like there might be, there might be uh, some lords who don't like it, but it kind of settles the score. Like eventually, it saves her prince. It saves the princess. It doesn't save any of the other sons. It doesn't save Allison for sure. Like I just like yeah, it's well, but I, it no, joins I, their houses uh, further down the yeah, line, and, and it's like it's like Corliss says in this episode. You know, he he wants the throne, yes, um, and if that comes through his son or through a uh, grandchild or whatever, that's fine with him yeah i don't know i view that as the the smarter outlook on it but yeah what do I, know? I just think that Not it, it would I, I don't think it would save her and save her children in a in a in a, in a bloody challenge of succession um which again i stress is not up to allison and and Aegon. um <sighs> i really like damon this episode he seems like he's the true steel like that took some balls to go hunt down vagar and and then also he handled those kids man Aemon was fighting <laughs> yeah. him all off like is like it's like, if, if, like it's Jackie Chan fighting a group yeah. of yeah middle schoolers yeah I mean I don't think he's that much older than them uh, he just wasn't having uh-huh. any of their bullshit and uh, you know again it, they're they're mourning their mom and all that but like yeah if you wanted the big the biggest baddest dragons laying unclaimed you better you better go claim it you know you better not let your mom's saddle go cold because somebody else will get to it first 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is a kid who's been bullied. Bullying back is what it is. It's it's kind yeah. of gross. Um, it's Ender's game. Like, sure, you know, he's a gentle, Defender. innocent, sweet kid, and and now he's pushed to incredible violence. Yeah, except not by uh, Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Wasn't he in Bridges? That? What the I don't fuck? remember. It's Harrison Ford. If we're talking about the Harrison shitty Ford, movie ad- yeah. adaptation, I am. But uh, I've also read the book. Thank God, because um, you might be forgiven to think that sh- that that uh, just sucks. Um, and then right. I guess the last thing I want to talk about is what you think about Damon completely rejecting his brother's offer to be brought back into the fold. Uh, to be a second son again. That's I guess that's not what he wants. I get it. He's never wanted that. Why would that satisfy him now? By the end of the episode, I feel like it's fine because he's going to be, you know, Rhaenyra's husband. Uh, and I, I quite like mm-hmm. the Targaryen, or I guess I should say the Valerian wedding. Uh, I'm getting it from a producer that the on-screen chat is lagged. Is it frozen? Yeah, that happens sometimes. Um, I don't know if there's any way to restart it or get it, but like, at that, there oh, is. there it goes. But it there means it I can't see any of my shit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> problem. I need six more monitors, apparently. I'm telling you, dude, uh, we have the solution. I've got... I, I, I can help you out with that. I got I got five over here. Yeah. Uh, I'm not I'm not hurting for screens. I I do have to, to pan around to see everything, but uh, <laughs> I, I get the thing done. Uh, do we have anything else we want to talk about? Because I mean, there's just an incredible amount of things to talk about this this week. Um, and I felt like there's yeah, I'm gonna have to watch this a couple more times. But uh, yeah, I I really like this episode, and I and I hope this helps people understand that like we didn't really miss a lot in that ten year time jump. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now we're into what I think the re like we're we're coming into the shape of like we're finally getting to the point where I think we're ready to tell the story that everyone is here to hear. You know, the the we're finally ready to we, we yeah. got the set. We got the stage completely set for the Dance of the Dragons. I don't um, actually know what the Dance of the Dragons is. I thought it might have been them getting married. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of looking at each event going, is that the Dance of the Dragons? Is this the dance? Is this the dance? Is Aemond mounting Vagar the Dance of the Dragons? I don't know. It was Damon mounting Rhaenyra <laughs> in the sands. Uh-huh. Oof, sand sex. It just seems like a bad idea. It just seems like yes. a bad idea. There's not a beach blanket big enough to to keep all that uh, uh, silicate matter out of the crevices and yeah stuff you don't want it to be in. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, never never been brave enough to try beach sex, but it doesn't seem like it's a good time. So I've seen the dark. They're doing dark beach sex. You, you don't know when you've rolled over. You don't know when a crab's about to come and get pinchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to be the crab feeder part two out there if you don't watch it. And then here uh, comes Viserys right behind you with the fork and a knife. Yeah. Sawing away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They're on the beach getting those crabs. Well, what do you think? Are we ready to go and see what the people are saying? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, I'm alluding to the fact that we're about to shift over to the instant talk portion of the instant take podcast. This is exclusively for our club members uh, who can interact with us live through the YouTube interface uh, immediately after each Sunday night's episode. If that sounds like a good time to you, if you want to get uh, get these reactions as quick as you can and maybe have something to say yourself, uh, go to support.baldmove.com and check out all the different uh, ways you can support us, including the club. Of course, if you want to send feedback, long-form feedback for a feedback episode out later this week, that is hotd at baldmove.com. Our full podcast will be out Tuesday. 
And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you guys there. 